We had spent the night at a hotel on the third floor of the House of Homekeeping, a peculiar name given back in Soviet times to buildings that contained services ranging from hair salons to shoe repair shops. In 2013, the House of Homekeeping in Zubova Polyana, Mordovia, population just over 10,000, contained a half dozen clean hotel rooms with simple pine furniture, a pool hall, a cafe, and a reception desk for the hotel that also sold a mind-boggling assortment of hair dyes in the narrow color range from pink to copper, and two kinds of flags, a flag of the Russian Federation for the equivalent of $10, and one of Mordovia for about 12 The cafe in the House of Homekeeping was named 13, after the number featured on Mordovian license plates, as distinct from the numbers associated with each of the other 82 regions that make up the Russian Federation. As in the Western tradition, 13 is an unlucky number in Russia, the devil's dozen, and it seemed an appropriate designation for the region with not only Russia's but the world's highest concentration of prison inmates among its residents. We had about 25 miles to go to get to Nadia's penal colony, Correctional Colony Number 14, or IK-14. Petya pointed out local landmarks. Here was a rusting metal board with the words, Restricted Territory, No Passing Without Stopping. But there was no checkpoint at which to stop. It had apparently been eliminated some years ago, when another high-profile female inmate was serving time here, and someone high up decided the checkpoint looked bad on film. A men's maximum security colony straddled both sides of the road. A covered bridge concealed by tin sheeting connected the structures, allowing inmates to be taken across the road, out of sight of drivers. Another men's colony, a women's one, then a bland stretch of road with an identical flat forest on either side, then finally the village of Parza, which consisted of IK-14, a small variety store, and a smattering of houses where IK-14 employees lived. The penal colony hid behind a tall gray fence, with only a couple of structures reaching above it. A sizable church, Orthodox churches were erected in all the surrounding colonies in the 1990s, and one of the colony's standard gray concrete buildings with a wall-sized poster of a girl child on it. Petya told me the caption, obscured by the fence, said, Your family is waiting for you. We entered a two-room structure for visitors. It had been freshly built, most likely because Nadia was expected to draw media attention here, and it even included a carpeted playroom with a crib, a set of toddler-appropriate Legos, and a rocking donkey. Gera and Andre took off their shoes and started building a Lego prison from which a rubber duck was going to help her friend the princess escape by means of a plastic fire truck with a telescoping ladder. Petya planted himself and the bags in the larger room. One of its walls was entirely taken up with bulletin boards. A small one labeled the Social Mobility System featured charts and flyers geared to show that malicious repeat offenders would come to no good in prison, while positively characterized convicts have hope for the future. A large board labeled Information was completely covered with sample applications, an application to be granted a visit with an inmate, an application to have a package delivered to an inmate, excerpts from laws relevant to the business of visiting inmates, and descriptions of attempted violations colony authorities had successfully intercepted. In both of the cases described, visitors had tried to smuggle cell phones to inmates during a visit and had paid a high price, forfeiting not only the phones, but visitation rights.
A lonely LED display hung on the back wall. On it, a corpulent middle-aged woman in a federal prison authority uniform was reading out rules and regulations and excerpts from the penal correctional code. It was a 20-minute recording playing on a loop, and by the time our wait was over, we had absorbed the rules in all their monotonous detail. Petya took off his parka, and wearing one of his apparently endless supply of checkered-fitted Ralph Lauren shirts, sat down at a desk facing the window with his back to the woman on the screen and started making a complete list of the contents of the large plaid bags. Assorted fruit. Bedding. Inmates are allowed only plain white bedding. Last time, a pillowcase was turned away because it exhibited piping, which is apparently not allowed, despite also being white. The opposite rule applies to underwear. It must be plain black. Petya dropped an empty.